You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Are we going to need a bigger pier? That was one question presented to the Gary Paxton Industrial Park Board of Directors last week as it discussed how to get Sitka's highly anticipated marine haul-out project off the ground. Last fall, just over 80% of Sitka's voters approved $8.2 million of city funding to build a haul-out at the city-owned industrial park. The facility will serve the fishing fleet, which currently has no way to pull large vessels out of the water for maintenance. But the language voters approved for the haul-out wasn't highly specific. The main requirement was a travel lift that can haul up to a 150-ton boat out of the water. That leaves a lot of the design up to the city and industrial park officials. One unanswered question is how wide the haul-out's pier should be. Industrial Park Director Gary White told board members that a wider pier could expand the haul-out's customer base. Well, I had a conversation this week with uh, a, a representative from, from Al Marine. They suggested that if we made it wide enough to, to accommodate their boats, they would use the heck out of this haul-out, and they'd need 32. So somewhere we gotta, we got to settle on how, how wide our piers are going to be and I think that's going to take some more discussion. You know, right? I, I wrote down 25.4, now I'm kind of leaning to, to 32. A wider pier would likely cost more money, though it's not clear how much. The Industrial Parks Board has yet to vote on the question or consider detailed proposals. Development is essentially on hold while the city works to hire a project manager. But there's still plenty to talk about in the meantime, and White said the more specifics the board could nail down, the less money they'd end up paying a consultant down the line. In an hour-long discussion with city staff, board members considered everything from the recommended width of the pier to how many washdown pads the facility will include to exactly where the lift will be located in the park. City Administrator John Leach said one main thing to remember was they would never be able to build a structure that serves every possible user. We have a lot of data, I mean, even to the point where we know this envelope of 97% of our vessels fall in. And if we can serve that 97% just in that first chunk, you know, then there are little add-on pieces after that. So um, we gotta we gotta find the one that I mean, yes, we would hear everything, um, but initially we gotta get the one that that fits the biggest need. White, the park director, said next steps include goal setting, a joint work session with the Port and Harbors Commission, and lots and lots of public input as the city designs the new facility. Southeast Alaska's senator of nearly 20 years, Senator Burt Stedman, will once again be overseeing the operating budget as co-chair of the Senate Finance Committee. The legislative session began on Tuesday. Yesterday morning, we heard Stedman talking to Coast Alaska's Angela Denning about the state's fiscal situation and marine highway system. Today, he discusses other regional issues, including updates to the retirement system for public employees like teachers and municipal and state employees. We're going to have some conversations with dealing with the retirement system. There is bills already introduced. There'll probably be more bills introduced to restructure the retirement system. So that'll be a big issue. You know, once the session starts on Tuesday, it's just dynamic and things change. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about now? Yeah, I mean, we got some big issues in Southeast that we haven't touched on. Shipping costs and how we're going to deal with that or can we deal with it. And I think the partial solution there instead of trying to get more volume of shipping into Southeast. It's pretty hard to have a tugboat run at half its cost. Um, and that's an issue in all of our communities, clear out in, a, in Kodiak. So that's a significant cost issue facing us. Like more on one barge or bigger barges? 
we're going to have to try and expand our economy a little bit and dilute the cost, I guess. I don't quite have a silver bullet answer on that. We need more goods and services shipped in. When my colleagues talk about moving the capital out of Juneau to Anchorage or Wasilla or wherever they want to move it, just think of the shipping impact that's going to be on Southeast and the costs. It's going to be staggering. So keeping the capital in Juneau is in our financial best interest and trying to have as much volume shipping in and out of Southeast is in our interest. Yeah, it seems like the moving the capital is always a bill that surfaces. Well, it's worse than that. It's getting more and more traction over the years. So um, I'm not in favor of that. I know there's some folks that are, um, but it'd be financially devastating to Southeast. Um, we have housing issues in most of our communities. Sitka would rank at the top of the housing squeeze with the expansion of the 300. $50 million search hospital being constructed as we speak. We also have problems with daycare, the availability of daycare in our communities. That's also a real tough one because then you get in the discussion of what's the role of the state. Well, it's not defined yet. I think that's going to end up being more of a local issue, but needless to say, it's right up there in energy expansion, generation expansion, and some distribution expansion. When we're dealing with the tourism industry and the cruise ships, they've got to decrease their emissions. And the way they do that is plug into hydro when they're in the dock or slow down their uh, travel speed. So we're trying to work with them in conjunction with the utilities to get some ships plugged in in Ketchikan and then Sitka, Skagway, and Whittier. So that's a pretty big issue. And that also helps clean the environment up. I got another doozy for you. And that's secondary treatment that, in my understanding, that Wrangell now um, will not get their waiver and they'll be facing significant costs to do secondary treatment. We were under the impression that they were going to get their waiver extended. So that's millions. Sitka is looking at probably somewhere around $15 million for their upgrade. Our catch cans probably $30, 35000000 million. And this is being driven out of the feds. And Anchorage is a billion. You're talking about wastewater treatment, yes, correct? Second, yeah, correct. Upgrading your sewer plant. But it's the cost. You can't take $35 million and spread it around the ratepayers in Ketchikan. So it's going to be a big issue that we're going to be dealing with immediately with Wrangell, trying to sort that out. And then... What's the legislature's role? Well, we can't control the feds. That's a problem. We'll be working with our congressional delegation on that. We've talked last year when this first surfaced that we need to put in some type of a state assistance, some program, something to help the communities comply financially with this. Senator Bert Stedman represents much of Southeast in the state legislature. He was speaking with Coast Alaska's Angela Denning. The legislative session began this Tuesday. Skagway's largest tour company and only railroad plans to return to Canada this year for the first time since 2019. KHNS's Mike Swayze reports on what that means for people in Skagway in Canada's Yukon Territory. 
White Pass and Yukon Route Railroad will resume service to Fraser, B.C. and Carcross, Yukon this summer after three years of pandemic-related shutdowns. The railroad is Skagway's largest employer with about 170 workers. White Pass executive Tyler Rose says they have a lot of infrastructure work to finish before the season starts, but that it should be completed in time. We're very pleased. I mean, obviously coming off... Uh, 2022 and 2021 and, and before that, uh, but, yeah, things look very positive right now. The official schedule shows one-way passenger service to Fraser, B.C. will run daily from early May through early October, with continuing or return service being fulfilled by bus companies. Service to Carcross and Bennett in Canada's Yukon Territory will begin at the end of May and wrap up in mid-September. Carcross-based business owner Bonnie O'Connor, who runs Matthew Watson General Store along with her husband, says they are excited to see the increase in visitor traffic. I think we all enjoy seeing that train rumble in the town every day. You know, when you hear the whistle up the lake, you'll see people rush out <laughs> to the street, buy popcorn, sit on the bench, watch it come in. It's a nice moment that we all share. So yes, from a business standpoint, it's Great for us and, and great for all of the businesses in Carcass. O'Connor says her business met its goals for last year, but it was still only a third of what they saw in 2019. She says finding employees this summer is going to be extra difficult. Staffing is one of the biggest hurdles for all of us, every business in town. It just gets wrapped up in a whole load of lack of available housing, the price of gas, for people who might have considered commuting from Whitehorse out to work in Carcross. It's, it's unthinkable the way things are now. Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata says White Pass returning to Canada will also be good for his community. Being able to take thousands of people over the border into Canada on the train is going to alleviate a lot of the congestion here in town. I also think it's wonderful for people living in Carcross and for people living in the Yukon. Uh, it's going to be a big boost to their economy. Kramata says he expects a return to pre-pandemic cruise ship visitor numbers or possibly even more this summer. The railroad will offer a combination train and bus service to Whitehorse, Yukon Territory from the end of May through the middle of September. They also plan to offer daily round-trip summit tours all summer while cruise ships are in port. It is still unclear when they will offer Chilkoot Trail return trips as the trail remains closed due to extensive flooding last fall. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. Taking a look at the community calendar. A free showing of the Norwegian film Into the White is at 7 p.m. today at the Unitarian Fellowship Hall. Sitka Maritime Heritage Society presents a history and dessert fundraiser, 1920 Murder in Chatham Strait by Betsy Loganbaugh and Ed Schoenfield at 7 p.m. at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Tickets are $35 at sitkamaritime.org and include dessert by Wildflower Bakery. For more information, go to sitkamaritime.org, email sitkamaritime at gmail.com, or call 907-623-8054. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.